Hi. 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 Uh, this is the Road Killers podcast. Um, yeah, this is the True Crime podcast where we we're gonna tell stories on the road, but uh, but we uh we couldn't figure out microphones, so. Yeah. So we did record this story once before, but the audio was messed up. So here yeah. we are in our Airbnb where we're going to re-record it. Yeah. So we've already done, what, what did we do? We did three. Yeah. We, we, did, we did Indiana, three. Illinois, and then Missouri. Missouri. And then we didn't do Kansas because we stayed in Kansas. We realized that the, the, the microphone sucked. Yeah. So we just figured that we'd get back to the Airbnb, figure everything out. Yeah. Maybe try it on the road again, but if not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe just do it at the Airbnb. So, uh, currently, we're in Colorado. Yes. And this is the story for Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're, we're a little states late. Behind. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, we're not, technically, we're not behind. We've, we've done it. Um, I know the story. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, to, know, be, to be fair, like, this is, this is the story, like, that, that, we both kind of knew anyhow. Yeah. But um, I know I know most, if not everything, that I'm going to ask yeah. again. So it's like a little less authentic, but it's still very authentic. Yeah. You know, we still have the same thoughts and, and comments. Yeah, and it's in a different state. So there, there's that as well. All right. Um, yeah, I guess guess we'll get started um yeah delphi indiana yep these are the delphi murders or sometimes they're called the snapchat murders i feel like more commonly called delphi murders that's how we know them as at least yeah um, but more recently i've seen them called snapchat murders. which uh i think like you said it's it's taken up a, a presence on tiktok yeah, I've seen right. it a couple times on TikTok. So I, I think on TikTok, everybody just probably refers to it as Snapchat murders. Since they're on a platform. Since they're on a platform, yeah. anyhow, they're already on a social media platform. And most people don't know where Delphi is on a map. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's more in, intriguing. It's like a hooks you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, literally, if you give anything like a title, like a, a cool little, yeah. like, quick little quippy thing. Yeah. It's solid. For sure. All right. Okay, so, so like we said, these, this is called the Delphi murders. So this case takes place in Delphi, Indiana. So Delphi is a small farm town about an hour and 15 minutes north of Indianapolis. And it's about two hours from where we live. So that's kind of why we... That's why we like, know like what it is. About it more. Yeah. So Delphi's population is under 3,000 residents. And it's described as a safe town where everybody knows everyone. People keep their doors unlocked. And like I said previously, it really reminds me of where we grew up. Yeah, I think our population was probably smaller in our yeah, hometown. Yeah, for sure. Maybe yeah. like, maybe. A but, thousand, I mean, thousand, like. even then, like, growing up, you know, you'd keep the front door open. Like, it didn't yeah. It didn't matter. Like, all, all our corridors, I like, I mean, even until... I mean, shoot, I think I was, like, 17 before I started locking my car door. And that, that I mean, that kind of, like, says something to small-town mentality. Yeah, it's, like, nothing for you to walk down to the playground without a parent. Yeah. Or ride Some, your bike around like, the few blocks around your yeah, house. Everybody like, knows who you are anyhow. So, like, 
if something happens, everybody's going to watch out. Yeah. yeah. They, they know who you are. They know who you belong to. And they just, everybody right. is kind of looking out for yeah. each other. So this is the town that Abby and Libby grew up in. Abby or Abigail or Abby Williams was 13 and Libby Liberty German was 14. And the two met in school and became close friends. They were in band together as well as played sports together like volleyball and were going to be on the same softball team. I feel like I'm breathing really heavy, but... We both are because... <laughs> the altitude here <laughs> is like... Yeah, so so I mean kind of for reference, like where, where we are in Ohio, it's 700 feet. Um, and we are currently at, I believe the book says like 10,600 feet. Um yeah. So and the you wouldn't think difference. that'd be like so crazy, but like yeah, I definitely like feel it, and it's like yeah. out of breath. Like I mean, like the the note that was left here for the Airbnb literally just says drink water. Yeah, you're at a high altitude. You're at a high altitude. Make sure you drink water. Yeah. So if we're breathing heavy, we apologize. Yeah, just, just a heads up. <laughs> said that she loved people she loved spending time with her friends and family and she played pretty much any sport that she could she played volleyball softball swimming she was in band she also loved art and photography and abby was described as a bit quieter she her mom described her as independent artistic and musical she also said that she was very helpful when it came to kids and helping people and she loved spending time with her friends family and her cat she also played volleyball and played the saxophone in the band and she loved the outdoors photography and art which is something that they had in common so on february 12th 2017 the girls had a sleepover because they didn't have school on the following days basically their snow days had built up and the school just gave them an extra day off so they have a sleepover it's a normal sleepover you know they're doing normal things like art and then the next day they they sleep in so on monday february 20 february 13th 2017 the girls wake up they eat some pancakes and they decide that they wanted to do something fun since they had the day off so <laughs> libby asked her sister if she would be able to take her and abby to the delphi historic trails these are trails in delphi where you could walk they had beautiful scenery and they wanted to go take pictures since that was something that they were both into. So her sister had to work that day, but she said that she would take them if they found someone to pick them up later. So Libby asked her dad if she if he could pick them up later. And he said, yeah, he he could pick them up between 3 and 3.30. And just to make sure that she keeps her phone on her uh, so he can tell them when he was there and they could come back. So around 1.35 p.m., the girls get dropped off at the trails by Libby's sister. And then at 2.07 p.m., Libby posts a picture of Abby on Snapchat. And in this picture, Abby is seen standing on the Monin High Bridge in the historic trails. And in this picture, 
like you've seen this picture or we said that maybe you didn't see this picture but you saw another picture. I, I think I think we were this is what like we were talking about it where it was the um where you, where you, you I think you asked if I if I've seen this picture and I I don't think I have but um the yeah. one the one, like the one picture I do I do remember which is I believe you end up going into man. which is yeah. the picture of the guy. Yeah. Um, so if you if you do look up this case you this is a picture that will come up like you'll yeah. see this picture and then like, I don't, the other picture. I don't know what the girls look like. I just know I just know the picture of right. And you said that you you actually thought that they were siblings. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. just called them sisters again. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I swear to I swear they were sisters. No, they're just friends. Yeah, they're really good friends. Obviously, but I mean, when you when you put them together like this, I mean, that's kind of how it sounds. Yeah, I because get you it. don't hear one without the other. Yeah, I get so. it. So. So, in this picture, you see Abby. She's on the bridge. Um, she's looking down. She's seen wearing a gray jacket. She has a pink, like, reddish shirt on. She's in jeans and black Converse, and her hair is up in a bun. And Libby also posts on Snapchat just a, a picture of the bridge itself because right. she liked taking pictures. She posts a nice picture of this bridge. So, uh, it comes out later, but around this time... Th- uh, Libby also took and saved a video of the girls talking and goofing off. And at some point in this video, they mention seeing a man on the trail. They don't exactly give like what exactly they said. They just they mention that there was a man on the trail. Right. And then Libby, af- after that, she takes and saves a video of a man walking on the same the same bridge. And it's believed that. Initially, they probably took this video, like, for fun, but as they continued, they got uncomfortable and recorded it as a precaution. So, at 3.11 p.m., Libby's dad calls and tells them that he's there and they need to come back so they can get picked up, but he gets no answer. At 3.14 p.m., he calls again, no answer, so he begins walking the trails. When he's walking the trails, he doesn't see the girls. They're nowhere to be found. Uh, He continues calling Libby's cell phone, and there's no answer. He sees a dude walking on the trail. Uh, He goes up to him. He's like, have you seen these girls? And this guy later becomes a key witness, and he's known as the flannel shirt guy on Reddit. The flannel shirt guy? (laughs) Yeah, he's wearing it. What a name. Yeah. All right. Good I didn't name. know that. Yeah. But he does come, become like a key witness, and it's possible that the composite sketches later are this based on him. what he saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Libby's dad at this point gets concerned, and he calls more family. He's like, have you seen them? Uh, can you come help look? And approximately 4 p.m., more family comes, they start all looking the trails. They're driving up and down the roads that are nearby, and there's still no signs of the girls, so they go ahead and call the police. And then approximately 5.50 p.m., the police show up, and by 6 p.m., there was a massive search going on. There was police, volunteers, family, a bunch of people. Like I said, small town, everybody's going to come together. And then, unfortunately, they don't find anything. So at 12 a.m., the search is called off by law enforcement because they're concerned for volunteer safety. Volunteer safety. At this time, they didn't suspect foul play, 
they just assumed that the girls were possibly lost or hiding. As you said, they were directionally challenged. Yes, I feel as like myself. is a running trait of... Don't say it. Don't say it. Females. Ugh. I was just going to say, it's... it's <laughs> it, I, I, no, but... It's a running trait of me of and you. a lot of no, women yes. that you know. <laughs> it's a lot of... A lot of people I know have they're directionally challenged. So, yeah, yeah. like two girls. Uh, how old were they? What, 13? 13 and 14. Yeah, 13 and 14. Yeah, yeah, they figured that maybe they wandered off the trail because yeah. to go take pictures and like easily like, hey, let's walk down yeah. to a creek bed. Maybe and then you one get of them around. fell, got her, and then I don't, right, you know, it whatever happened. And so these searches go on the next day on February 14th. And at 7 a.m., they start searching again. Uh, this search party meets up, and they split up. They also had drones, dogs, dive teams. They also were trying to ping her cell phone, but it seemed like it had been shut off. So approximately noon, someone searching found a shoe, and this shoe was positively identified by a family member. After more searching, the bodies were found a half mile from the bridge, like east of it, and about 1,400 feet from a private property line that was owned by Ronald Logan, and it was 50 feet from Deer Creek. Which is just a creek. It's just a creek. Well, that's probably just, I mean, sorry. You you said, whenever we were, like, driving through the mountain, you said, oh, there's something I know about Deer Creek. Yeah, I saw a sign That's in Colorado, and I was like, Deer Creek, Deer where Creek. do I know this Why from? does it sound so familiar? Because is, that's where. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, Ronald Logan. He, he'll come up later. He'll come up later. Come up we'll later. get around to him later. Yeah. So, on February 15th, the police go on, and they confirm that these bodies were, the bodies that were found were abby and libby and they also release at this point that they do believe foul play was involved and at this time they also release a photo from a snapchat video that libby had saved and originally the police say that he wasn't a suspect just someone that they wanted to speak to and then the girls bodies were sent to be autopsied and these autopsies have been sealed to this day and it's never been revealed as to exactly what happened to them. Right. Which is the picture is the one that like I know. The the dude in the the windbreaker. Yeah. That's yeah. the picture that yeah, was yeah, released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. Whenever I whenever I think about the case like that, that's the one that's that I know. The picture. Like yep. picture of like the moderately chubby dude walking on a trail. Moderately. Yeah. I mean yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So uh, and then a few days later on the 19th, the police go on to say that the guy in the picture is their suspect. And you can see him in this picture. He's walking on the bridge. Uh, he's a heavier set dude. Moderately, Moderately chubby. chubby. Moderately chubby, Sasuke. Um, He's wearing a navy coat. He has on denim jeans, boots, and a hat. They also release an audio clip where you can hear a man tell the girls down the hill. And we find out later that the video that Libby took on her phone was actually 43 seconds, but only that bit of audio and that screenshot from the video Mm -hmm. was made public in hopes to identify this person. 
and they also go on to release the first composite sketch and he was described to be a white male around 180 to 220 pounds about 5'6 with reddish brown hair the police received many tips but nothing led to that big break that they needed but it did lead to a few possible suspects so one of these suspects was a registered sex offender in indiana and he was he was arrested uh where am i he was arrested in colorado his name is daniel nations for threatening people on trails with a hatchet so you know it's kind of going hand in hand trail threatening people granted colorado but he was but he he was living in indiana right he was living in delphi uh around around okay probably within like a 20 mile radius if you so when they arrested him in colorado they found out that he had a warrant in indiana for failure to register as a sex offender uh, and he during the time of the murders he was actually living in indiana but in february 2018 they come out to say that he's no longer a suspect and was cleared uh, another person that they looked into was a man named thomas bruce in november of 2018 he was a pastor and he ended up shooting a woman and sexually assaulting two other people he was obviously arrested for this and they looked at him due to the severity of the crimes and because he kind of had a similar stature as the man in the pictures. But they were, una- they were unable to connect him, so he was no longer a person of interest. And then in 2019, a man named Charles Eldred- Eldridge was arrested in Union City, Indiana. They initially looked at him because he looked so similar to the composite sketches, but he was that was really all they had on him, so they, they had to let him go. Just, yeah, similarities based on... Yeah, just... Yeah. Hey, he, he kind of looks yeah. like the guy. Which, That's all they had. Yeah. So then in April of 2019, the police go ahead and hold a press conference. And in this press conference, they release a little bit of a longer audio clip of the man saying, Guys, down the hill. And a short video of a man walking on the bridge. So it's like screenshot of the picture that you see everywhere but just like a one second clip of him walking inside they their hope was that somebody would yeah recognize the the voice or the stature or something like that or the way he's walking yeah i get it body language yeah and they would yeah i mean like when i walk like i i bounce yeah, you bounce. So you, people, if I saw someone bouncing, people would be like, if like, you just saw me from Elijah. behind, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Elijah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I, I get it. Yeah, you'd be looking at this dude and you'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's Grandpa, whatever, Dan, you know. And exactly. Yeah. So at this time, they also release a second composite sketch. And this kind of threw me off because they looked absolutely nothing alike. So I was kind of confused by this so i went ahead and like researched it more so like i said this first composite sketch was released in july 17 of 2017 and it was based on recent information from a witness at the time this man in the composite sketch was about 40 to 50 years old 180 to 220 pounds with reddish brown hair and at the time, this was the only co- composite sketch that had been released up until 2019. 
in this press conference the police say that the person in this first sketch is no longer a person of interest but would you know if that person was identified would still talk to him obviously of course which so i mean you're, you're talking about the the, com- the composites like we talked about it earlier mm-hmm. obviously like looking at it so like if you see the picture of the, the first guy hang on can i just find a picture of this dude it almost looks like he's not wearing a hat. In the first composite sketch? No, 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 oh, no, no. In, in like the actual yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you I'm, seen it? I'm in a Facebook group. Yeah. Of like for the Delphi murders. And I have seen people say that where they were kind of like, I'm not even sure he is wearing a hat. He does look. it Like. Like it looks like it, but like could not like be it too. If you're looking at it. If you're thinking hat, you're th- it, it looks like a hat. But if you're not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the way to look at it, right? If you're thinking of, like, the... I don't know what you want to call this. Like a, a like an Italian bolo hat or something like that. Yeah, then that's what it looks like. But if you look... I I mean, the second one, I don't really feel like... That's the thing. Him. The first one, it looks like... Yeah, that face matches the body of the man that you see yeah. in this picture that's released. The second one looks nothing so okay but like i almost feel like i could see i could see it being like some like chubby you know 23 year old like some some guy around my age or maybe he just looks bigger because he has those coat on or because he's wearing two three shirts i mean he's got like it looks like a the navy the navy thing whatever you want to call windbreaker the overcoat um maybe like a black like shell underneath it or like a, a gray hoodie Mm-hmm. And there's also something brown. Yeah. Which I guess that could be just like the shade on his pants. Well, I am, but there's also another picture. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get sidetracked. Like this isn't this isn't something like. So I'll I'll just go on to. It talk. does look like a bolo hat. Yeah. The, no, in this okay. picture, in the second picture, like, I don't know. Either way, the composites don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't look anything alike. They don't look like the dude. Um, so they released a second image and they say that it's because as this investigation has matured that they believe that the person in the second composite sketch more accurately represents the person wanted for these murders. The, in this second composite sketch, the person depicted is much younger and he's believed to be 18 to 40 years old. It's a big range, but they say that he more than likely appears a lot younger than he actually is, and he may look different now if he grew out his facial hair or, like, chopped his hair really short, grew it out, whatever. So this new composite sketch that they released in 2019 isn't actually new at all. It was made um, in 2017 when the first one was made, too. Which, I mean, look, looking at both of them, the first composite sketch, the the dude with goatee, mm-hmm. like solid, I can see that dude walking around. Yeah, I'm like. And then you're yeah. telling me that like, like, was it done by two different people, like standing side by side? What I, like, that's my thing. It's like, was it two people standing side by side? Who who knows? Like yeah, I'm, two composite artists is all I'm saying like because they the police say that these are two different people. 
these composite sketches yeah. are two different people. So who knows if the one was a different guy and I don't know, it just kind of got messed up and I don't know. I don't know. God. I'm not a police officer. There's so case, many I don't know. like people just like comparing pictures of like known felons. Yeah. Yeah, like d- like just literally like scrolling down Google and you just type in like Delphi murder composite sketches. Yep, there will be a like lot of people. Like you go down like three tabs and then you get. And it's like the composite sketch looks like everybody, but like no one at the same time. Like. Yeah, I mean, this dude like looks a lot like him. Um, rape of a nine-year-old, attempted rape of a nine-year-old. Allegedly, just just that way I get that right. But like he looks, he looks like a good mix of both. But uh, then you like go down and it's just like, almost like people are just drawing at straws, like yeah. just trying to pull something and just get something right. It's just pictures of middle-aged white guys. It, so yeah, exactly. All right. So in this press conference, the police say that. Um, it's likely the killer is someone they already have interviewed or that they have interviewed someone close to them and that they believe that this person is hiding in plain salt in plain salt in plain salt <laughs> in plain sight uh they're possibly in the same room as the room that they're holding the pre- press conference and they say that they have more information on him than he probably knows so it kind of seems like they have a lot more information that they're holding close to their chest, kind of, you know, you look like you're thinking. No, 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 you're good. Um, No, like, I just, uh, I just looked up uh, news on, like, the, the Delphi case. Mm. Uh, looks like... Well, I don't. Okay, well, I guess I can just skim through it. Um, this past week, Anya Kane and Kevin Greenlee of Murder Sheet, uh, the podcast yeah. revealed photo evidence. Did you see that? Yeah, that's the information that I get to that came out in 2022. The, the oh, okay. search warrant that was put out in. Um, uh, this the transcript yeah. of, of the so basically dude. this podcast it seemed like they they covered these this case and yeah. they talked to someone who allowed them to see the original search warrant warrant and that gave a lot of information okay yeah no this is i don't know this is that they they have like info about like who it probably actually is but yeah it doesn't matter i mean i don't but nobody's been yeah like, it's like anonymous tips like, is what they're what they're looking at they're looking at tips but they say okay go ahead sorry i'm okay i'm gonna i'm gonna close google because I'll get distracted. Okay, so I'm literally about to go into what you're about we were to just go talking. into it. All right, perfect go, go transition. Into it. Thank transition you for time. That. Woo! Okay. 
Elijah wanted to do the research on I this one. I wanted to do the research. Yeah, he told me to shut up. I want to feel, okay. feel involved. So, at this time, the police continue receiving and following up on every tip that they get. But the next updates don't come out until recently, May 2022. Do it. Which is what Elijah was just researching about. So, in May of 2022, the original search warrant that was filed in March of 2017 were made public. So, you remember how I said that the bodies were found close to a private property line? Yes, the for Ronald. Yes. So, at this time, at in 2017, the police did file and conduct a search warrant at his property a month after the girls were found. And the, doc- the, the documents shared a lot of new details. It was filed because the police believed that there was probable cause that Ronald Logan could have been the one that committed the crime of murder. So, Logan was obviously interviewed soon after the girls were found, but they actually find out that he was trying to lie about his alibi. So, he tells police that he was driven to Lafayette, Indiana, to an aquarium store by his cousin on the 13th around the time that the girls would have been on the trail and after the police go and talk to his cousin his cousin tells him that yeah actually logan called me and asked asked for me to cover for him and say that i picked him up and dropped him off between 2 30 2 to 2 30 and then dropped him off at like 5 5 30 so this is immediately like super sketchy suspicious like there's two girls killed why are you lying about what you're doing where right. you are weird you you drive into a, a fish store yeah yeah which makes like, sense just be honest yeah we're talking about kids being murdered so there is possibly a reason that he was lying about this because Ronald Logan was actually on parole for DUIs that he had been arrested for a few years prior. And with this parole, he was not supposed to be driving, which he was doing that day. And he, they actually catch him later on on video driving to like a trash, trash facility where he dropped off some trash around like 11 a.m. And then he did have a receipt from the aquarium store around 5 30 p.m so it's likely that he was lying because he didn't want to get in trouble for these right his his options were uh you know be suspected of murder or or, violate or violate parole i mean i'd violate parole yeah (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) yeah me personally probably wouldn't violate patrol like for parole but yeah out of the two choices yeah i would easy options yeah so he was actually arrested a few months later for these violations and sentenced to 22 months in jail. So this search warrant also had a few women that came forward that said that he was physically abusive towards them. And they actually, whenever they saw this picture of the guy on the trail, they immediately thought that it was Ronald Logan. They're like, oh, that's just a picture of Ronald Logan. You yeah. keep talking. I want to look up a picture of okay, Ronald yeah, Logan. You go ahead. Just out of curiosity. To me, I don't see it, but I guess I could see it if he was like wearing a hat. But also, how do you get reddish brown hair from a guy who has white hair? So, his stature and his voice 
actually are similar and in one interview that he's in the interviewer actually gets him to say down the hill and he he does it and it really does sound similar I don't know. Did, you, yeah. did you look him up yeah compared no yeah i mean maybe if you shaved I don't, I don't know the guy in the picture guy in the picture looks a lot younger now, how was this guy? How would you say he was? Like 70 so, something? Yeah, at the time, Ronald Logan was 77 years old. He was said to be in good health and could get around really well, but 77 years old. Yeah, he looks alright for 77. Like, he, yeah, he, he does seem to get around well. I don't want to sound like creepy. He he kind of reminds me of our grandpa, like a little bit, just because just he has a thick mustache. Just without the without the DUI, like our grandpa doesn't drink, but like still, it's our grandpa is also not five six. He is like six six, six five six, six five. Yeah, probably yeah, <laughs> and also only sixty nine. I think he's about to be sixty nine, maybe in a couple of weeks. But just the the mustache. Yeah, just the mustache. The mustache does it. it guys with like solid mustaches. Yeah, so unfortunately, Ronald Logan he passed away in January twenty twenty two from COVID, and. Like I said, the police did search his property a month after they found the girls, but they never said if they found anything or not. I imagine if they did, you, we would know by now if something was suspicious there. But Right, if they found, like, DNA. Yeah. He's, he's not listed as a person of suspect, like a person of interest or, like, a suspect. But in this war- warrant that was released a lot of new information came out about what exactly happened to the girls so it was believed that this suspect probably walks up to the girls at some point draws a weapon on them and tells them to go down the hill and the girls comply because obviously i would too yeah and it also said that there was quite a loss of blood at the scene and that it was likely that the killer would have gotten blood on them and their clothes. So it's likely that he took a different route through somewhere that nobody was able to see him because if he was seen, he would have had blood on him. And then it was said that an item of clothing was missing from one of the girls and it appeared that their bodies may have been moved or staged and investigators theorized that the suspect may have taken something from the crime scene, such as a souvenir, or possibly even have taken photos of their bodies. There was no such struggle, or there was no signs of a struggle or fight, and they did collect unknown fibers and hairs from the scene. And then, also in 2022, a a transcript was leaked and brought up another possible suspect. So, in 2017, there was a mention of an account that Libby had been talking to of Anthony underscore shots, and there wasn't much else that seemed to come of it at the time, but police found that this account was active between 2016 and 2017 on Snapchat and Instagram. The pictures being used were of the male model who was portraying himself as super wealthy online. This account was being used by someone who was catfishing underage girls to get them to send him nude photos get their addresses, and attempting to meet up with them. And eventually, a man named Keegan Klein was linked to this account. Keegan is 27 years old, and in August of 2022, or 2020, my bad, he was arrested and charged with 30 felonies, mostly to do with 
underage stuff. So this is a, yeah, a gross dude. And so the police find that someone from this account had been in contact with Libby the night before the murders. And when asked about this, Klein said that there were multiple people that had access to this account, and one of these people were even his dad. He eventually admits that he had talked to Libby on this account, but he said that he was not the one that was contacting her that specific the day, the night. The before or whatever. Yeah, yeah and he, he says that he absolutely never heard the girls. And after investigating the police, or after investigating <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the police that the didn't police flow said, the police yeah, yeah, yeah. do think that multiple people did actually have access to this account so they believe that he wasn't lying about that but also this guy has a lot of charges against minors so yeah i think i just read something that says he has 30 yeah like just like 30 counts of um solicitation against minors yeah like child pornography yeah dude's like a nasty. hardcore chomo nasty stuff and he's like got a whole like chomo ring especially with, like with his dad like yeah. okay yeah okay so they also go to look at his computer and they find out that on this computer he has a search of how long does dna last mm-hmm. That's interesting uh... why are you looking that up so klein also tells police that he actually suspects his dad was probably the one that was talking to them and possibly was the one that did something to them uh but he's never been criminally charged in connection with these murders or named a suspect and this is kind of just where everything stops for for now uh they never like mention his dad's name and i wasn't able to find like anything I mean, on him. See, see if like I like in the transcript, uh, his name was like blacked out of it. Keegan. But I did see a TikTok that did talk about the dad. Some people had theorized that maybe they did it together, or yeah. And I guess, I mean, like, if if they've already looked at the dad, then there's like, if you look him up. I guess it's probably this guy. Uh, I don't know. Am I, like you, yeah, we like you don't want to like find the dad, dox him, and be like, yeah, you know. That's the thing. I was just going off by what the transcript said, and yeah, you know, like, is he a suspect? Not exactly as of six days ago. He's not named as a suspect. Yeah. But the dude is a hardcore chomo. Um, yeah, there's a special place in hell. Yeah. 30 counts. Child explores, ex- exploitation, possession of child pornography, and obstruction of justice. So. Yeah. So yeah. the girl's family, they've been on Dr. Phil. They've done many interviews. And they have expressed their support with the police. And they've they have opened a park in memory of the girls and this park is called abby and libby memorial park in delphi to celebrate their lives but overall i feel like this case will get solved one day i mean the girls had enough like thought process to literally record this dude yeah at least they recorded something like yeah it's 
grainy video. I mean, it looks like a CCTV video. Yeah. And it seems like she has um, the footage of him, like, like walking up and then has audio of him. Yeah. They have all of this evidence. And it's, it's really just, just a question of, like, when are they going to say, okay, here's the full minute. What was it? For? It was just it was 43, 43 seconds, seconds. Right. When are they going to say, here's the 43 seconds of the down the hill stuff alongside the video of the full video of the um on the bridge yeah like at that point like and they they possibly never will because they're probably holding some they have to keep it yeah they have to keep it kind of close just because because if somebody does they are interviewing somebody and this person accidentally brings up a detail that they had and they know about you know if it's not released to the public then they know then they know yeah then they know that either they did it or, or they know, they know who did it. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's kind of frustrating. But, yeah. I mean, and with how much, I don't want to say publicity, just, like, how much coverage, like, this gets. I mean, our dad has been involved. A lot of podcasts. Yeah. A lot of TikToks. Reddit. I mean. Yeah. Odds are somebody will probably end up solving it on Reddit before. And the girls literally gave us, like, all the evidence you could ever ask for in, a, in an yeah, investigation. Exactly. And then we, I mean, just think. If we get Payne Lindsay, the guy from, um, I, forget what, I forget what podcast he's from. He was the one who solved the, the chicken Georgia, who was, like, buried and burned, like, in a peach field. He solved it? Uh, basically, he, like, brought enough light to it to oh, the point where... somebody, like, came in and somebody gave, like, a tip. Somebody kind of, yeah, confessed and slipped up, mm-hmm. so... That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, um... But if you have any tips, you can email Abby and Libby. Tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F dot com or call 765-822-3535. And you can let us know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can hit us up on our email. That is roadkillers.podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Desiree Foreman. And And, uh, Elijah X Allen X. And everything Um, will be down in the description. Should be. Should be. Fingers crossed if we figure it out. We're still we're still learning. Yeah, we're still trying. We're still trying. Yeah. So, alright. Thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, and if you if you listen back to back, we'll see you in a few minutes. <laughs>